near post, get there first. The near post, get there first. Don't get there second, don't get there third. The near post, get there first. If it's for football news that you thirst. The near post, get there, get there first. Uh, hello everyone and welcome to Tuesday's Near Post Radio Show. We're talking football across the Australian Community Broadcasting Network. I'm Aaron Walker and with me this week is uh, the two Nicks. Nick Amys, how are you? Oh, not too bad, Aaron. We're almost finished uni, so it's going to be even less stressful than usual. Oh, really? Oh, wow, good. Is, yeah, that, is that for good or is that just... Oh, no, just, just for the year. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the two good. days a week of work has just been overwhelming. It's, it's been killing it? me, I have to yeah. say. Oh, oh, look, it's this Seriously, time of year, every year that I, I miss university and just having all those weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks to do nothing, just work two days two days at a crappy hospitality job just to pay the bills. Nick Cumston, you. Oh, good. I'm I'm still sadly working five days a week. Me too. Me too. Well, I'm turning up at my employers at least. Working, that's a different thing. Anyway, coming up over the next half hour, we've got all the news. A-League, W-League, and release of the all-important Smith Review to the FFA. And uh, in the meantime, if you want to get hold of us, you can do so at flanagan.amon at gmail.com or at www nearpost.blogspot.com and we're on iTunes and halftimeheroes.com as well. As always, guys, we've got a quiz and uh, this is a pretty good one. What is the worst winless streak in A-League history? We've had a lot of talk of uh, winning streaks and uh, undefeated streaks, but who are the worst? Who's gone the longest run without getting a win? Guys, what do we think? Well, New Zealand Knights would certainly have to be up there. But They're an obvious candidate. I reckon, I reckon First Glory has gone close. They sucked pretty bad. <laughs> I remember that horrible day when we conceded the first win for the New Zealand Knights in the early. That was, mm. oh, that was rather embarrassing. Did North Queensland ever come close? Ah, uh, they they were quite pretty possibly. impressive they in were that area, bad. weren't yeah. they? So uh, let, let's let's throw some numbers at me, guys. How eight? Can anyone go past eight games without winning? Oh, I reckon they went at least yeah. ten. I reckon it's over ten. It's over ten. Mm. It, it was eleven guys, according to my sources. Eleven games in a row, the New Zealand Knights went without oh, winning a game. It's not a great record. It's not a great record, no. And uh, I think Perth in the W League, they're they're up to some extraordinary number of games without a win. I think they're at thirty or something. Really? Yeah, it's terrible. Jeez, they got go. beaten eleven nil. Don't the they have Devanet? Isn't she like the best? Uh, no, I thought that was Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. she's Devanet uh, she at Newcastle. She was definitely at Perth. Yeah, for she a was at Perth yeah. for a while. Anyway, uh, we've got a uh, dedication. We always have a show dedication. There was a uh, bit of a lack of uh, nominees this week, so I'm going to give it to uh, everyone's favourite uh, celebrity, David Beckham. Oh. Oh. Welcome to Australia, David. The Beckham Circus is back in town, yeah. and uh, they'll get 50,000-odd to go watch him tonight in a friendly match. I remember when uh, the Argentinian team came to play the Socceroos, complete with Messi for a friendly, and I don't think they got the same media attention or crowds oh, that no David way. Beckham gets. No, way. no, he needs it. Bend it like Messi just doesn't have the same ring. No. <laughs> anyway, we'll uh, get on with the news. And uh, as said, David Beckham is in town and they've got a uh, blockbuster tonight. We won't talk too much about it because by the time most people listen to the podcast, the game will be over. But uh, Melbourne Victory playing ML, uh, MLS champions uh, LA Galaxy, always a crowd puller. Adelaide United marquee Dario Vizic denied the club is in crisis, insisting under fire coach Rini Coolen has the backing of the players and and that a rebound is on the cards. Archie really? Fra- yeah, yeah. Some, uh, <laughs> really? Tra- Travis Dodd and Paul Reid with some controversial comments in the media at the moment. Yeah, not a lot of not a lot of evidence there. They need Vidasic back badly actually because he's been one of their very few off-season recruits who's actually shown anything. Van Dyke as well, a consistent performer, he's off the mm. park at the moment. Yes, so. killing my fantasy league team. And, and Cassio as well. So, yeah. uh, yeah. so three of their biggest players. Yeah. 
Archie Fraser, who of course used to be the uh, the chief executive over at uh, the A League, says the FFA's decision last year to reappoint Rooney Cool into Adelaide United's co- as Adelaide United's coach was a surprise. The former A-League chief has revealed Cullen did not pass the first round selection criteria when he applied for the defunct North Queensland Furies coaching job in 2009. There you go. Out in the first round of the North Queensland Furies job and uh, got the job at Adelaide. That's not good. Not good? You see... After last season, I thought he was a very good coach. Like, one of the, one yeah, of the did a best good job of the last, season. They, they played really attractive football last year, but yeah, something's gone wrong. I also think there's a, there's a story here that Archie Fraser's clearly not happy with somebody at FFA because there's a, there's a bucket of uh, blood and bone being tossed here. Okay, and uh, Sydney FC coach Vitislav Levitska has challenged his side to replicate Sunday's impressive display against the Brisbane Raw on a more consistent basis. Of course, they ended uh, the Brisbane Raw's consecutive 36-game unbeaten streak, and uh, so that's it, guys. It was uh, fun while it lasted. Well, they got the record. That's all that matters. Record outright belongs to football. (laughs) Yep, it's a good thing. There's a very lively discussion on Twitter today about, you know, did... uh, did Sydney, you know, deserve their win? And look, they that's a very extremely well taken goal inside the first minute. Perhaps you know, a bit of fortune from that second goal, but Oh I, no, he planned to score from a corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I wouldn't put it down so much to the goals, but I thought their performance was pretty good. They I locked, thought it was yeah, pretty good. Locked yeah. Brisbane away and they didn't pressing right up top. I mean, I remember the first time they played Brisbane this year, they did the same thing for the first mm. half hour or even half of the game, but they just ran out of steam where this uh, this time they managed to see it all maybe, the way through. So. Maybe the wet track took a bit of the sting out of Brisbane's run. I think I think the missing Thomas Breach was a very mm. pivotal That's role true. in that okay. as well. well. We'll get on to this later on the A-League, but staying with Sydney FC, they are looking forward to, to move three games from their Sydney Football Stadium home base next season, and they could all go to Cogra's Jubilee Oval and uh, on the basis of this weekend. You have to say that's a pretty good move. Mm, good. Yeah, they had a good crowd. Yeah, uh, eleven thousand uh, on a really cold day. That was not too bad. Well, I heard they well, sold Sydney FC. That's I heard great they stuff. sold fifteen thousand <laughs> tickets. But, oh, there you go. Um, the weather scared off a few people from. No, they'd be disappointed they didn't go now. Where exactly is Cogra? Is that down south? Yeah, it's south coast. Former mm. soccer John Cosmena has thrown his support behind the future of Gold Coast United, saying there needs to be an A-League club on the glitter strip. Unease continues to grow over the long-term commitment of Adelaide's billionaire owner Clive Palmer, but Cosmina said the fans and locals needed to look at the positives of the mining mogul has offered the Gold Coast and, you know, with his investment. Guys, Gold Coast is our future. What, is, what are the positives from his investment? That is a very good question. Um, I don't know. They've actually. been a good team. They've been oh. a, actually. I was looking at this today. They've actually got the best home record out of all the A League clubs of all yeah. time. I, look, I enjoy watching them, but just that whole like the the Melbourne Heart. You know, the, they're still a little bit shaky. I understand financially, but. They're the fourth most popular team on television. So, you know, so, so why, why aren't the fans getting engaged there? Because it didn't seem like Gold Coast were making any effort. And I no. think they made a very bad first impression. They came off as very, ah, oh, we don't really care about getting in, in, involved with the community. They will, they will come to see a winning team, so we'll provide them with one. And they failed to live up to their expectations. Okay. A Brisbane's A-League Coach of the Year, Ange Postacoglu, has begun scouting his side's 35 possible opponents for the 2012 A-League Football Confederation Champions League. And, guys, I understand that uh, that draw is taking place just about as we speak. Mm. 
Oh, look, I'm, I'm really excited about the idea that we might actually have a team that's in form when it goes to the ACL. That's been pretty unusual in recent years. I think that's a good point. The uh, yeah. championship hangover is well known in the A-League. Uh, teams are chosen from, the, from national association pots and clubs from the same country cannot be drawn in the same group. Brisbane are likely to face at least one opponent from each of the region's heavy hitters, Japan, Korea and China. Some interesting away trips there, guys. Yeah, look, I'd, I'd really like to see uh, Brisbane do well. What do you, how do you reckon Central Coast will go in the ACL, man? It's interesting. Like, they haven't started the season that great, but they're starting to find some momentum now. Hopefully, if they can sustain it, we'll put some um, put some dents in the continent. They won't have a mini for the ACL, will we? Um, I think he'll ha- he'll be around for the group stage because that finishes before the end of um, his loan deal. But I think after the no- for the knockout rounds, we won't. And can Central Coast afford to participate in the ACL as well? Because I understand yes. that they have to pay for clubs' travel costs to come out to Australia, which is no small expense. It's it's going to be difficult, I have to say, but you can't pass up the opportunity, I no. have to say. Okay, and uh, on to our first discussion topic, and that is the big one for the week, which was the government-sanctioned Smith Review, which is basically a big report that comes in and tells the FFA what they're doing wrong, and the the bottom line was stop spending money. A couple of the recommendations mm. were things like let's have a look at the salary cap. Does it need to be reduced? Does there need to be a freeze on players' wages? And does the FFA need to stop hiring new staff? Guys, any merit in that? I think the rampaging costs of FFA are well worth a look. But, yeah, you can understand the, the point about the salary cap. I mean, you're always trading off quality of players versus how much money they cost. So... You know, clubs could argue, well, if we're not, if we don't have a quality product, people won't come and see. But if you're going broke, yeah, there's not much you can do. It was interesting the comparison that we spend forty percent of the A League income on player wages, where the NFL, NRL, AFL spend only twenty percent, which is a very worrying sign, I have to but say. But wouldn't you argue that the A League has leagues right around the world that are in competition for players, where those other other competitions don't have that same? I mean, if you're not playing in the AFL, if you want to be an AFL player, bad luck. Mm. You'll pay what we take. Yeah. There, there is that. Look, the Players Association have come out and disputed the figures, saying they should take into account the Socceroos as well. But last time I checked, not many of those Socceroos were being produced by the A-League. So our elite players overseas are coming back and subsidising the, the local players. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not convinced by that argument. I'd... I'd be looking at this and saying, well, we're going to freeze the salary cap for three years. What about uh, players' frozen wages, uh, Nick Amos? What do you think about that? Do you think the players are overpaid, underpaid at the moment? I'm not really sure. I think the the main problem that we have is the bottom rung of the players. It, like, obviously, you know, yeah, Harry Kulis and yeah, um, Emerton's are getting paid more than enough, but... If you want to, if you want to keep players coming into the game, they need to know that they get get enough to keep it going. So I think adjusting it may not be the best idea. I think just leaving it as it is and not allowing it to be raised because the PFA will get involved if they try and lower it. You're a Mariners fan. I hear John Hutchinson's on four hundred thousand a season. Does that sound right? It's not worth it. <laughs> not worth it. No, John Hutchinson. No way. Um, I'm not a particularly big fan of Hutchinson. I'll just let it be known right now. Um, but yeah, I don't think that he's worth 400000 a season. No way. So what about opening up the visa spots? When you have more visa spots available, you're going to get better players from overseas. We're at the moment with only mm. X amount of Australian talent available in the country. Surely the wages have to get pushed up for guys which probably wouldn't hold a spot if you had more visa players available. Well, 
Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I really like giving opportunities for young Australian players because we've, we've seen that if clubs get the chance, they don't give the opportunities to young players because they're already they're all too busy saving their jobs for today to worry about tomorrow. Yeah, and so the, if we increase our visa spots as it is, as it is, we're matching AFC's um, recommendations for four visa players. And I think if we go too much in the other direction, they're going to start going, you know, what's going on here? You're supposed to be promoting your own production line. Mm. What do you think about the finding that uh, the technical quality of our World Cup bid was good? Oh, yeah, that was very interesting so, I was saying it was just FIFA's flawed bid process, not the fact that we didn't do it right. Flawed's a nice way of saying corrupt, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a very um, lighter way of sugarcoating, shall we say? Um, I think there were some parts of the bid that weren't executed to their full extent, but yeah, only one vote. I thought that was a bit. What parts of those, Mick? I think they didn't focus enough on the Australian football co- culture. We just promoted. Oh, it's Australia. You're going to want to come here. Okay, so they too high on the. The tourism aspect yeah. and less on the football? Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I, I just think that, look, the process was determined by brown paper envelopes, so no matter how good we were, I mean, you can't look at Qatar and say that Australia wouldn't p- put on a better uh, World Cup. Yeah. You know, our history of putting on sporting major events. sporting events is that they, they run relatively on, on budget, on time... They're safe, you know, they're organised, and Qatar could barely get anybody to turn up to the Asian Cup, and that was their first event. They had literally no track record when they got the World Cup. What does that say? FIFA likes to talk a lot about legacy. Maybe they could say they're building a legacy in the region. For two million people? (laughs) Possibly, but... What's interesting is that they they were saying that Qatar were going to build all these air conditioned stadiums and all that sort of stuff, but the chief engineer is now saying that it's too expensive, so they're just going to construct giant fans to keep the fans cool. So we'll see we'll see how it goes because they're promising this groundbreaking technology and all that sort of stuff, but whether they deliver is, remains to be seen. Okay, and uh, moving on to the A League this week, guys, we had some very interesting games, and one which you, Nick Amies, will be very pleased with, and that oh, was yes. Adelaide United, a club in crisis at home to the Central Coast Mariners. It wasn't even close. Central Coast four nil, very decisive. Adelaide good or Central Adelaide bad or Central Coast good? I think I good think we've been very. I th- I feel we've been very disappointing the last few weeks, but that game, yeah, I definitely felt we were starting to turn the corner. That's the biggest loss that Adelaide United have had at home in the A-League as well. So, Anytime you have strikers getting the ball with like three metres of space in the penalty box regularly, something's, something's gone seriously wrong. Mc, um, John McCain got brought in with some pretty high raps on uh, giving the captaincy straight away. What do we think of his performance? Gave away a penalty, a pretty silly one, grabbing the shorts. Oh, it was a very, very bad penalty. And it was nearly a goal anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> the yeah, the I re- I had a lot of time for John McCain before. When he was playing Selection Phoenix, he was yeah. excellent. So a lot of pressure on Rennie Coolen at the moment, guys. How much of a club's so. performance comes down to the coach and how much of it needs to rest on the shoulders of the players? I mean really Rennie Coolen's not gonna score a hat trick and win them the game. No, he's not and he's not gonna get the injured players back on the park or get Travis Dodd back from Perth, but I think it's about 50-50 because we've been saying a lot about the players not needing time to find them, find their rhythm and all that sort of stuff, but maybe it should co- should have come down to the coach saying, you know, maybe bringing in 11 new players that may not be the best compatible on the field 
wasn't the best decision. And uh, Nick Abini and Amini are starting to fire. Oh, Good news ooh. there for Mariners Australian it. football. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Was that Amini's first goal in the A League? I think so. Yeah, I think it was. But yes, uh, but uh, I just can't. can't is Bernie Abini in the Ollie Roos squad? I don't think he was. He was in the under twenties and he didn't impress too much. And he's only nineteen as well. Yeah. So. I hear a lot of talk about uh, football's imports. I'm talk- hearing about how good Broach is, how good Flores was. How good is Wondike? How how much has he oh. added to the A-League for a foreign import? Uh, I think he's the best defender I've seen in the A-League. 36 years old, still moves uh, pretty well. Oh, yeah. Mm. He, and he's got three goals in three games now on an incredible scoring run. Oh, those Dutch central defenders, I reckon uh, Vanderbrink's pretty good too. Boss charts are really, mm. really good as well. So uh, moving on, we have Perth Glory, and they turned their losing form around with a 2-0 win over the languishing Gold Coast. Perth Glory back in the winning books, guys. Is this going to uh, turn around a bit? I'm not uh, sure. Maybe, kind of. They were two dumb penalties. Like, what What was was Anderson, wasn't it? Who gave up yeah, the Zach first Anderson. Mm. He looked like he was trying to take an AFL Croatia mark. style, yeah. 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 That was nuts. So just how stupid are some of these defenders? When we spoke about John McCain grabbing the shorts, you grab someone's shirt in the penalty box, it's a foul. Don't do it. Yeah. Wasn't the second one your boy, Ben uh, Halloran? Uh, Halloran? Uh, uh, I'm not sure I missed the second half. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> yeah, right. And... Um, Moving down there, guys, we have a, a resurgent Melbourne victory went down 3-1 to Newcastle. Newcastle's home form continues to uh, impress. Guys, yeah, what does that mean for Melbourne at, victory? Impregnable at home. Well, it means uh, they did get dudded on the, the Archie Thompson penalty that would have made it 2-2 inside uh, the last 10 minutes. But Why is it that every time Melbourne victory play, there's controversial refereeing decisions one way or the other? Well... Archie Thompson does go down like a yeah. house of cards. Like, you only have to touch him and he collapses like he's been shot. But he did actually get taken down properly this time. Look, I hear a lot of talk about diving and these kind of things, people, strikers going down. I can tell you as someone in my youth who was relatively quick, yeah, yeah. when you're moving at absolute full pace, sprinting, it doesn't take much to knock you off your feet. A bit of a tap from a defender, a touch on the legs, and mm. you're going to go down. It's, it's tough to keep your feet. Are you trying to defend your legacy, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Newcastle Jets doing very well there. So, uh, guys, Bridges back. What do we think of that? Yeah, it's, um, it's certainly interesting stuff. Uh, it's certainly been interesting to... We're talking about the Newcastle Jets game, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wasn't sure if we'd moved on. Um, yeah, it's been it's been very good for them to have such a great home record. The crowds are growing yeah, with every game, crowds. I believe. Yep. Um, Ryan Griffiths has seemed like an excellent signing. We wrote him off at the start of the season saying he wasn't of the sufficient quality to lead the line, but he's got he's got four, five, four or five goals now this season. Casey Werman, a uh, dominant force in the midfield. What do we make of him? Yeah, he's going okay. They haven't got much out of Jeffers so far. No, well, he's only been back a few weeks, so I think mm. give it time. Okay, and uh, moving on, we had the win of the uh, game we spoke briefly about earlier. Sydney, an impressive two 0 win, ending the Brisbane Roar's streak. Guys, where do the Roar go from here? Are they going to bounce straight back, or is this going to uh, lead some negative momentum? I think not having Thomas Broch and playing in wet uh, conditions, so that I think it took a little out of their game. It didn't suit them at all. So, Nick Amis, do you expect Brisbane to come out next week and continue in their usual form, or is this going to be some I kind think, of I think they will win, but I think they won't be as slick as usual. But they're back at home, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't write them off there. Okay, and uh, as for Sydney, they're playing uh, some good stuff. Petratos came on, and he really oh, looks good. Good goal. Now, First start of the season as well. Yeah. Something I want to say is that Antonis is... Uh, 
largely applauded mm. as the next big Gets star in Australian football. Yeah. He's uh, an attacking midfielder. What I don't see a lot from him is he doesn't score goals, and I can't think of a lot of opportunities he's created for others. Is he, uh, for all the nice touches and beautiful technique to watch, is he lacking a bit of end product? Petratos, I think, the opposite. He's not the silkiest of players, but he's making things happen. I really like well, that. Well, he does. He showed last season as well. He's got the nose for a goal. He knows how to finish a bit off. Oh, why hasn't he been played at striker before? That's what I'm... That's a good question. Uh, moving down to uh, Melbourne Hart, who uh, had a good win over the Wellington Phoenix 1-0. In Morwell. In Morwell. Yeah, it was an all right crowd as well. I yeah, look, I was slightly disappointed. I, you know, I remember Gippsland very fondly from NSL days, where Archie Thompson started his career as a... 16-year-old? Slash abattoir worker, footballer slash, slash abattoir worker. Yeah. Guys, Melbourne Hart are an interesting team. They seem to be able to beat anyone or lose to anyone on their day. They do. They're, they're one of the few teams with a positive uh, goal difference. But they, they still... Yeah. They're, they're not that great uh, with their strikers, and their defence can be a bit shaky at times as well. Consistently, Nick Amy's for a long, long time, Ricky Herbert's not been able to implement a system that's been able to get them consistent wins away from home or even draws away from home. Is, what kind of issue is this for Wellington? I think it's more mental than anything. Uh, obviously, mo- pr- most sides from New Zealand in any code have had have struggled away from home because they just automatically assume, oh, it's 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 such a long trip, we're going to be tired, no, it's just not going to work. I think unless they actually have a fully uh, a full strength side playing really well in most of their games, they're not going to get more points than usual from home, away. Mm. Wellington to Melbourne's a fair bit closer than Perth to Melbourne. Paul Eiffel comes back, makes them look like a bit mm. of a better side. How, how much influence do you see him having over the second half of the season if he can stay fit? Yeah, they're pretty good up front with him and Greenacre and a few others. Oh, yeah, Eiffel's, Eiffel's just a class apart from most, from most of the other players in the A-League. So. Is Sanchez the only Spanish import in the league? He's the only yes. one we've ever had, yes. Yeah. yes. In, interesting he's a, start. He's though. all right, actually. That was a really good free kick he did. I mean, it did yeah. hit the post, but it was a good hit from edge of the box as well. Very difficult to get it around the wall. And still quite cheap in fantasy A-League. Okay, and uh, let's jump over to the W League quickly. And Sydney FC have dealt the Westfield W League an ominous warning after a record-breaking 11-0 victory over Perth Glory. Is it going to yeah, be a Canberra-Sydney grand final, guys? Is that written in stone? It's certainly on the cards, but you could, I don't think you can rule out Brisbane with and maybe Newcastle as well or the, the wild card because they, they had a more unsettled squad in the off-season, so maybe they'll come good in the second half of the year. And uh, Sydney scored a remarkable nine goals in the second half of that match, so uh, yeah, that's r- not really good. Not, not good stuff for the Perth Don't Glory. Like in, isn't there in junior games sometimes a mercy rule? <laughs> um, I'm not sure as in professional sport. The win took Sydney to within three points of the mighty Canberra United, who are still leaders, na- who narrowly failed to collect all three points in a 2-2 win on the road to the Brisbane. Brisbane always at hard up there in uh, Queensland. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one. Do they do they fly up there or do they get the bus? I'm pretty sure they fly. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. I was going to say if they drive, it's a it's a tough road trip, but yeah. It's, a, it's not a bad effort for Canberra. They're not quite streaking away as they were the first month of the season. Anyway, in another very important match, Melbourne Victory have put a three-point margin between themselves and follow top four aspirants New, Newcastle Jets with a 2-1 win over their rivals in Geelong. It's a uh, good result there for Melbourne. Yeah, good to see them getting down to Geelong as well. And uh, what does that mean for Melissa Barbieri, who was on the uh, wrong end of a scoreline for a club you would now say she has a, a significant grudge against, or at least would have a reason to have a significant yeah, grudge against? Yeah, and replaced by a 16-year-old. 
Tough gig. The Week 7 results set up a fascinating and potentially season-defining contest next Saturday as Canberra host Sydney. That's going to be an interesting one, guys. That's going to be a good game. Do you know what time it is? Um, Probably 3 o'clock, I think. uh, Yep, 3 o'clock as usual. And uh, how much of this is going to be a a mental edge for the teams moving into the latter half of the uh, season? Yeah, look, you know, if Canberra win their six points on top of the ladder, you'd think that'd set them up very nicely for the minor premiership. Okay, and uh, Jets ace Lisa Devanna was largely uh, well handled by the victory defence there, guys, with the visitors hamstrung by the absence of midfield creator Emily Van Egmond because of injury. So uh, how important are those two players to Newcastle, Emily Van Egmond and Lisa Devanna? Uh, Lisa Devanna's... Well, missing know. two mi- two internationals is going to hurt any team. And, you know, Devanna, you could argue, is the most talented player in the the league you know she's had her issues you'd say off the park and but you know you can't argue with her ability to score goals and so guys uh, moving towards the end of the season what do you see the top four looking like do you think Canberra Sydney Brisbane and Melbourne or do you think Newcastle can sneak in there as well I'd I'd like to see uh, Newcastle give it a red hot go you know Nathan Tinkler certainly has his flaws as a human being, but investing in the W League, you know, put his one on the plus col- column for me. Okay. And uh, unfortunately, we've run out of time, guys. So uh, well, it's been very fun. And uh, enjoy the uh, Galaxy Melbourne victory game tonight. I know uh, I'll get back and watch it. So uh, I guess until, until next time, guys, if you're going to the near post, get, get there, there first. Near post, get there first. The near post, get there first. Don't get there second, don't get there third. The near post, get there first. If it's for football news that you thirst. The near post, get there, get there first. Near post, get there first. The near post, get there first. Don't get there second, don't get there third. The near post, get there first If it's for football news that you thirst The near post, get there, get there first The near post, get there first The near post, get there first Don't get there second, don't get there third The near post, get there first If it's for football news that you thirst The near post, get there, get there first Post, get there first. The near post, get there first. Don't get there second, don't get there third. The near post, get there first. If it's for football news that you thirst, the near post, get there, get there first. Near post, get there first. The near post, get there first. Don't get there second, don't get there third. The near post, get there first If it's for football news that you thirst The near post, get there, get there first near post, get there first The near post, get there first Don't get there second, don't get there third The near post, get there first If it's for football news that you thirst The near post, get there, get there first Post, get there first. The near post, get there first. Don't get there second, don't get there third. The near post, get there first. If it's for football news that you thirst, the near post, get there, get there first. Near 
post, get there first. The near post, get there first. Don't get there second, don't get there third. The near post, get there